did. You freak us out. We don't know what mood walks into that house, into here. In those doors, uh, like, you know, the colored jacket, Joseph's color, yeah, you're all colored all differently. So we've got to figure yous out. Amen. So I want us to fellowship this morning, open up God's Word, and if you've got your Word, got your Bible, got your tablet, got your iPhone, your iPad, your eye everything, your eyes, just open your eyes and look towards the screen this morning. I believe that many of us are living out of the contents of the words that we have spoken. I'll say it again in case you missed it, and it went all the way out to Dave and Mark at the back. Many of us are living out of the contents of what has been spoken from our own mouth. Many of us believe that prosperity comes by the hand, but actually prosperity comes when we are obedient in alignment with God. For what we call prosperity, like the currency of this earth, God walks on in heaven. He said heaven is paved with gold. So our currency here on earth, which is money, it's not the currency of heaven, which is faith. And God now walks on the currency which earth puts so much emphasis on. So this morning, I'm going to be sharing about the word. I think it's up there. Is, is there a title? Hills. Have we got a title? What are you? Sh- it's not a body either. What are you shaping? The words that we have spoken over our lives for many years has shaped and framed our present state. So if you just stop for a moment and think about what you woke up and said, you've already shaped your day. So wives, if you woke up this morning and your husband was late getting up and the kids were running around driving you crazy and you're screaming and yelling, your day probably was shaped with those words. Don't laugh, men of God. I've got you next. <laughs> Whether we believe it or not, everything is shaped by the principle of your words. It's biblical. It's in the word. So this morning, I want to share from the book of Joshua. Someone say Joshua. We're going to go to Joshua 1.8. It's a well-known scripture. And what I'm going to share with you is no, you know, revelation, but I pray it'll dig deep into the places that you've forgotten, and it'll challenge us to re, re, um, to change the way we speak in order to make our reality, what we see inside, become our reality, amen? So let's read this together, is up there? Let's say this together. The book of the law. Okay, that you may observe to doing according to all that is written in it. The words that you and I meditate on, that we live out, all those words that we live out and we speak out are shaping what is out in front of us. Now, you may believe that even though you don't see it, that nothing is happening, but God is a God of making invisible things manifest in the, in the natural So I always say this to people, what is God saying to you? And when they share what God's saying to them, I say, well, what do you see? And what they're seeing is not what God is saying. So what they're seeing is out of whack. They need to change their lenses in order to what they say is what God is saying to them. So you may say, you know, Pastor, now this is not like we say don't do this, but do this. 
So we're going to confuse you on the platform. You know, we say, you know, how are you? I'm I'm not well, but by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And you may think, whatever. But I reckon that when you say by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed, you've released the words of God from the atmosphere and your body is just running to catch up to the word. So yeah, you may be sick and you may be declaring the scripture of God, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. What is happening is that what you're saying is trying to catch up with your body or your body is trying to catch up to what you're saying. That is why we declare scripture in our lives because what we're, what we're feeling, what we're seeing is not what God's saying. So what we're feeling and what we're seeing is only a temporary state. It's not forever. Say your neighbor, it's not forever. If it's not working out, it's not forever. Then scripture says these words. Can we keep reading? For then you will make, who's going to make your way prosperous? Do not depart from the laws, do not let the book of the laws depart from your mouth, but you should meditate on day and night. And then it says this, if you do that, then this is a result of doing that. The problem is everyone wants that, but don't want to do this. Not you, the church down the road. See, we want resurrection power, but we don't want to die. I've never seen God raise the living. I see God raise the dead. So if you want the resurrection power, die. Die. So we want the good in the word, but we don't want to do what it tells us to do to get the good. And I'm not saying about this house. This house is blessed, overflowing. God's, God's glory is upon you. And you are obedient before God and God loves you tremendously. But he's saying to us, look, if you do this, he says, for you will make you. It doesn't say God because God's already told you what to do. You just need to obey God. And we think we just need to sacrifice. No, just obey. Abraham, take your son, your only begotten son, and go up to that mountain and worship me. Are you kidding, bro? Are you really kidding me? No, you're going to go up to the mountain. Oh, Dad, we've got the fire. We've got the knife. But where's the sacrifice? Son, God will provide. He's released a word into an atmosphere of the impossible in order to make it possible. See, if you release a word in the atmosphere of the impossible, God is coming up on the other side of the mountain. You miss that? Abraham's going up one side with his son Isaac, and God is providing a ram on the other side of the mountain. See, we only see on one side, but God's providing on the other because Abraham released a word and he just needed to catch up to the word. So he released the word on the bottom of the mountain and by the time he got to the top of the mountain, his answer was already prepared. Mm, Okay, I'm getting somewhere. I might not finish this word this morning, but I'm gonna get somewhere. I'm taking you somewhere. He said, and then you will make your way, what? And then you will have who? If you do what? 
So it's you and God's words which has the power to make your ways prosperous. It's you and God's words that has the power to lead you to success. Matthew 12, 37 says, for by your words you will be justified. Your words. So what's coming out of your mouth? I'm getting somewhere. I'm taking you on the journey. I'm being very soft. (laughs) For by your words, you will be justified. Show one to be righteous by your words. Say yourself, by my own words. Not by my pastor's words. Not by my husband's words. Not by my wife's words. Not by my neighbor's words. Not by my cousin's words. But your own. And by your words, you will be No, you're justified, and by your words, you will be condemned or judged. By this, God is implying that the experience that you have in your life today is because what you have spoken over your own lives. Friends, can I be completely honest? I wasn't brought up in a very good background all my life with the abuse and the drugs and the alcohol and the gangs. I didn't have a good upbringing, but I don't allow that to to allow me to speak, oh, because of my mum and because of my dad, I can't do this and I'm still bound from my past and my mum and dad did this and I have rights and I have this and I have that and I'm speaking into existence from my past into my present. I'm robbing myself from a prosperous life. This is also true then when we don't speak out, out over our lives. If you are mute, being mute sometimes is worse than being having a voice. God's given you a voice and a mouthpiece. So this morning I want to expand a little bit on this thought so that by faith that we can begin to reshape our current reality. Reshaping. Words are like the indicator. I think about it, the, you know, my vehicle, the car, even though I don't really drive, but I do have a license. But I'm just saying that when you're in the car, the indicator indicates whether you're going left or right. There's some indicators in your car whether your petrol's full or not full. Full or not full, whether it's middle. It indicates whether you, if you like my car, it tells you when you need oil. It tells you when you need a service. It tells you all these... Cars talk. It it talks. It tells you when you're going too fast. There's indicators in your car, Mr. Vilema. You know that beeping? It says that because you're going too fast. So words are indicators. And those indicators indicate the condition of the heart of man. Oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm going to go to share just a few things this morning. For out of the abundance of the, the, Hebrews 11.3, let's read this. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. You want to frame your words, a world, frame it with the word of God. That's why the Bible says I was rich, but now I was poor, but now I was, I was blind, but now I can, I was sick, now I am. Okay, And so that the things which are seen were not made with the things which are. 
The worlds were framed by God's word, the word, the substance of things not seen. It is by words unseen, words unseen. You may not see them, but you're releasing them into an atmosphere that has the power to either destroy or to give life. So it is by words, the unseen, that we can continue to shape our reality. And as a church, in the season of this transformational change, what are you saying to shape our reality and our future? Just think back. What conversations have you had this week? As we go through a season of change, what we are saying is shaping the reality, which is our new level. Your words are important because the worlds were framed by words. Say words. Say they're important because they shape my world. Do you know your words have the ability to shape a seed, your seed, your offspring, all my life, my mum said, you'll never amount to nothing. I love my mummy, I'd just like to tell you, so don't even think I've got a mummy issue. I don't. <laughs> I was told that I'll never get anywhere, do anything, and that was fuel to the fire in my belly. So what we speak over a generation is what they receive. That's why the greatest educators in the education system is you. I'm just saying. We send our children to learn things at school, but their first school classroom is your home. How are we shaping a generation? And then we turn around and point our finger at teachers and tell them that they this and that. And I'm thinking to myself, sister, brother, what are you teaching your children at? Mm. Our world is shaped by words. We need to understand that the words that come from our mouths are incredibly powerful. You can speak life or you can speak you can speak victory or you can speak defeat. You can speak blessing or you can speak. What you say is what you will have. I say this all the time in front of our house, you know. I will always say to, you know, ages and ages, I would go to million dollar houses. You know that. I would park down the road in the family car when the kids were young because I went to million-dollar viewings. <laughs> I had no money, but I went to the viewings just to drink and to have cheese. But I would park down the road. I would go into these million-dollar houses, and I'll walk around like I had the money to buy the house. I would register myself at the door. I would put a fake phone number because I know they're going to ring me, so I'll miss a digit or change a digit. Lord, forgive me. And then I'll walk and I'll look in the bathroom, I'll go to the kitchen, I'll go to the rooms, I'll know exactly how I'm going to design the house. Even if I didn't have the money, I was saying to the Lord, what is in me, Lord, it's going to be manifested. And I did that for years and years and years and years. Then I used to go to shoe shops 
that I never could afford to buy shoes from. I would go to the warehouse and try and find the same looking shoe that I wanted from those designer shoe rack. And I did that for years and years and years. Try shoes on, try clothing on for about three, four hundred bucks. You'd never, you know, they didn't even want to serve me. But I would go into those places and I would do that because I was training myself to live in a place that I knew I was destined to be. Today I go to that shoe shop and I buy my $300 shoes and I flaunt it like this. I'm not telling you this to make myself look high. I'm telling you this because that was so in years and years ago. I would speak as though it is. And my body was waiting to catch up to the word. Are you okay? You got it? You with me? Okay, don't go to sleep. I've got your attention for another 15 minutes, I'm told. These boys are in the front. So during this transition season, it is vital that you and I are careful about what we're saying. Be careful about what we're praying. Be careful of how we're having conversations. Please be careful. Test every word that comes out of your mouth. Align it to the Word of God. If you can say it in public, then you can say it in private. If you can't say it in public, then shut, oh sorry, then don't say it at all. I'm not saying it could part the interest of the house. <laughs> so our new reality is being shaped by what you and I are saying. I see an army arising. I see a chosen people being birthed out of all the brokenness around us. I do see drug addicts taking my seat. I see prostitutes coming in. I see them all. There are many stories in the Bible that testify about the power of words. Remember Jesus, he goes to a fig tree. He spoke a word. The fig tree responded to the word. What's your excuse? He spoke to the wind, be still. The wind responded. He spoke to death, live. And death responded. So if, you, uh, have, have, if, if we speak faithful words, it will go forth and it will manifest. So it will manifest. So you can speak your problems or you can speak life. Don't worry, your problems have enough speaking of itself. What do you want to in, in, make it bigger problem? I'd say this to people, you know, a problem is like a little, um, you know when you get little stones, ladies, in your shoes, in your high heels? And it's just like, no. You don't wear high heels like mine, that's why. But if you wear shoes like this, and you get those little stones in your shoe, hey, you know what I mean, eh? And when you walk, it feels like a boulder on the bottom of your shoe because it's so painful. Mm. That's what your problems are. They're just little, little stones, but it hurts because you're so focused on it. And when I'm walking, I feel these little stones. I'm focused on it because it hurts. Paul says that we believe, therefore we speak. Believe, speak. See, Abraham, he just believed. I know he was a father of many nations, but he didn't do good things. And we talk him up like he's awesome. He did some really bad things. 
But one thing that is accounted to him is he just believed. And we complicate it. We think we need to do A, B, and C. No, just believe and then speak. Believe, speak, believe. Okay, so I'm going to share some things. I have been sharing, but I'm going to share some things. Just some slight small principles. I don't know how many I'm going to get through, but Jordan, I'll understand by your eyes. Okay. So I'm going to just share some principles from the Word of God about your words and my words. The first principle is your words will bring you deliverance or bondage. Say bondage. bondage. Say deliverance. deliverance. Romans 10, it says these words. Let's read it. The Word is near you. Not just near you. The Word is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your, that Lord Jesus and believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be delivered. What? You just speak. You confess. You say it as it is. And by faith, it is yours. You are delivered and you are free. In other words, what comes out of our mouth comes out of our hearts. Check your heart. Oh. Our words have the power to release us from bondage. People say to me many times, Pastor, I feel like the devil's bonding me. I was like, man, the devil's not doing anything. You're doing a good enough job yourself. The devil don't need to bound you and bond you. He was defeated at the cross. He was conquered at the grave and he was shut down when the keys were taken off him. We keep ourselves in bondage by what we speak. Not saying you guys, someone else down the road. Just your neighbor, not you, just your neighbor. If you say you can't, you're not, you won't. If you say I'm a failure, you are. No one needs to convince you, you're already convincing yourself. You've been complaining and murmuring about everything in your life. It's time to stop. It's time to speak victory into being. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It was God wrapped up in flesh. God became the Word in flesh. We are God's Word in flesh. We are the only Word the world sees in flesh. Our words come out of our mouth, and depending on our heart, our heart can either be godly, it can either be fleshly. Oh, please, let me tell you the truth. I'm in and out of that place. Not use, but I'm in and out. I struggle sometimes. I'll tell you why I struggle. Because the soul is a very, very, very hard thing to control. I'm going to give you an example. I wasn't thinking about that, but I'm going to. Okay, come here, body. Come here, Holy Spirit. Why is he the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Haku, can you, because you've got no ears, can you be the middle? <laughs> I was going to say Maui, but I better not pick on Maui yet. <laughs> I better leave Maui alone, your bro over there. See, this is a problem we have, and I want to illustrate this because I think this is very important. 
We are a what body? Big body. We are a body. We have a soul. And what is this? He's stressed well. This is the thing. When the body receives something from its earthly realm, it communicates that. It communicates that to this realm. And it's your spirit that is telling this realm what it should or should not be doing. The problem is this realm has a fight between this realm and this realm and this realm and this realm. So this thing better listen to this realm, but sometimes this thing listens to that realm. Do you know what I mean? We have a body. You are human. If I slap you, it will hurt. You are not God. So you have a body, you live on this earth, and you're going to feel, you're going to smell, you're going to taste, you're going to hate. No, no, you're Christian. You're going to love. And then the body's going to give an indicator to the soul because the soul needs to make a decision. The soul's got to decide whether or not it's going to be led by the spirit or led by the body. Most of the time, family, it is over this realm. Uh-uh. See, he's like the spirits going, uh-uh. <laughs> so your mind, will, and emotion is in this constant battle between the spirit and between the flesh, between the spirit and between the flesh. So what the soul releases back to the body, the body does. So if the soul says to the body, get on your knees and pray about it, the body will listen because the decision has been made here because this is your spirit. That's your connection to heaven. You okay? But sometimes this gives you wrong instructions because it's by the renewing of your mind. And how do you renew your mind? Through the word of God. This is the daily battle in our lives. Whether or not we obey God or whether or not we do it our own way through our flesh. Does that make sense? Okay, thank you, sir. Okay, what's my time? Ten past. So we need to learn to speak over again. Learn to change the language. Learn to change what we're saying. Learn to change what we're seeing. If God is speaking something in your heart and you can't see it, just keep walking. Just keep speaking. Just just believe and speak. Believe and speak. Believe and speak. There's something coming up on the other side of that mountain. When Jesus was tempted by Satan in the desert, what did he use? Words. You Maldives pick up like axes and you islanders pick up shovels and you want to fight with those things but you need to pick up the word you need to speak out the word 
Are we okay? I'm going to push to the next one. I'm going to push to the next one. So the next things, the words will bring a life or death. Proverbs 18 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You love what's out of your tongue, then you're going to eat what's coming out of your tongue. Whether it's life or death, you're going to eat. Eat its fruits means that you and I are going to experience what we say. In other words, the principle of sowing and reaping. Everything in the Word of God is about principles. It's a set standard. It's a mandate from heaven. It's about a king and the kingdom's domain. The king's domain. The authority on earth is is in heaven. So there are principles in the Word of God that we must learn and abide and walk by. So the Bible says that we are warriors in the kingdom of light. Man. When I feel, feel like I can't, I just speak about how awesome I am. Even if I don't believe how awesome I am. Because sometimes the world can be very intimidating. Our words can be lifting, uplifting and encouraging and nurturing or and bring healing. Or our words can be bathed in doubt and fear and frustration and pain and past and hurt. So how are we shaping? How are we shaping? Our words come out of our heart and what depends on what's happening in here, right, is what comes out of our mouth. Third thing, your words will be brought forth and manifestation. Your words will bring forth a manifestation. I'm quickly going through this because of the time. Romans 4, 4 17 says, God who gives life to to the dead and cause those things which do not exist as though they. Do you know what you need is in you? What you need is inside of you. We think we need things externally, but God has deposited a treasury inside of you before the foundations of the earth. So what you and I need to succeed is in me, is in you. That is why God has specifically brought you to this earth in time, wrapped in flesh, because he put everything in you to accomplish his will. He didn't bring you like not finished, he says, I've known you from the end to the beginning. In other words, he's put the end and the beginning of you in you. The end of you and the beginning of you is in you. So we're trying to like figure out our purpose. It's in you because the end is in you, the beginning is in you, and it's in you. Because I know the end from the beginning. In other words, he knows the end. He backs it all up to the beginning and he brings you here in this time and you get birthed out of mum. Plop, mum comes, you're birthed. But everything in you, he started from the beginning, uh, end and put it in you in the beginning. Everything you need is in you. Look at yourself, man. It's in you. So we can't just depend on government. We can't depend on our upbringing. We can't depend on when and where we were born and how we were brought up. Everything we need is in us. Doesn't matter what's around us. It's in us. Out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. What is invisible will be manifested into the natural. What is invisible? Words 
or we manifest it in the natural manifestation. What is in you, words, were manifested, manifest, manifested in flesh. Amen? So speak as though it is. I'm not going, saying to you, go around and like be crazy. If you're Lulu, I, I just don't want to, no, don't hang with me. But, you know, we got some Lulu thinking sometimes, like Lulu, like really Lulu. There's some things that you just need to keep between you and God. We become very unwise when we tell people our Lulu dreams. Joseph, he was Lulu. He shouldn't have done what he did, but he told his brothers. And what happened? Whoa. There's some things that we must not speak to anyone else because you will sound nuts. Not you, your neighbor. Matthew 12 says, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart. Most of us look for the bank as the source, but it's in you. A treasury is already sitting in your being. A whole treasury. Everything you see in this world first lived inside of a man. I want to say that so much. Everything that you see manifested around earth first started inside of a man. So what have you got that you shouldn't have. What have you got that you shouldn't have? Your words keep your body in line for. This is a good one. Because the body, not just singular, but the body is corporate. It's the body of Christ. Keeps us in line. The word. James 3 says, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in words, he is a perfect man. <laughs> Able to also what? To brittle the whole body. In other words, the words which come from your mouth affect your body. I see it so many times. Excuse me, but the older you get, excuse me, my older folk. Oh, Diana Dorothy, I love you. I love you. This does not apply to them because they are not this type. But the older some people get, they become not nice. Hey, Mrs. Priest. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> Be careful. Because <laughs> it affects your body. The words that come out of our mouth affects the body of Christ. A man who is able to control his words is able to bring his body under control. If you can't control what comes out of your mouth, then your body is going to be out of control. I'm going to say this last one. Or maybe, no, maybe not last one. Your words will guide you to your dreams and visions. And this is really important for us as we are in this place of excitement. It's my words which direct my own path. James says we put our bits in horses' mouth that they may obey us and we turn their whole body. In other words, we direct a horse by something in the horse's mouth. The same applies to you and I. Our mouth directs the body. Just a small thing, 
put a bit in the, in the horse's mouth and it controls the body. We can turn the whole animal around. What is in our mouths can turn our lives around. Ooh, you don't like what's happening in your life? Don't blame somebody else. Look at what you're saying. What is in your mouth? It can turn your life around. Verse 4 in the same scripture says, Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by a fierce wind, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Your mouth is your rudder. A small portion of your body is the very thing that directs your life. Your words will direct you to your destination, to your port, to your dreams, to your vision. Many, many years ago, people said to me when I started doing things in the community, oh, it'll never happen. People come, people go, people come, people go. They said, you'll never start anything for young people in Wainui. Nothing good comes out of Wainui, Amara. I'm thinking, I'm here. And for years and years, people come, people go, people come, people go, because they never saw what I saw. So I always spoke that things were going to change for our young people in this community. I never changed the way I speak because I saw the vision. You've got to see the vision. You've got to speak it into existence. And no matter how long it takes, if you're a Noah, then you keep building that ark for 120 years. does not matter how strong the winds blow in our lives. It does not matter how difficult situations are. Your mouth and my mouth will direct the ship. You arrive to your destination by your mouth. So some of us have dreams and visions, and it looks like the strong winds are blowing. Keep saying to yourself, I'm going to get there. Keep telling yourself, I'm going to make it. Keep telling yourself, I am healed. Keep telling yourself, I am victorious. Keep telling yourself, you are the head and not the tail. Keep declaring the word of God over your mouth, over your life, over and over and over again. And when your body turns this way, tell your body to shut up and turn your mouth, open your mouth and turn yourself around. The bills are so high, but I am blessed and I am highly favored. Doesn't matter how strong the winds are, I'm going to keep turning the rudder. And the rudder, it may take a bit of time to turn your ship, your body around, but I'm telling you, little by little, it's going to turn. Keep turning the rudder. It's going to get to you, to your destination. So the state of your ship or the, the steer of your ship is in your mouth. Over this time that we are finding ourselves, please not only guard your heart, but watch what's coming out of your mouth. What comes out of the frequency of this house will steer the boat in the same direction. It's very, very important. Are we okay? Okay, I'm just going to do one more and then I'll finish. Okay. Your words will bring you blessing or what? Cursing. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. The world was formed by God to function by words. Some people blame everybody else and everything else for life. 
but you are your own responsibility. We, we need to learn to grow up, to be honest. Oh, God bless us. Jesus. All of us need to learn to grow up. You can choose blessing or you can choose cursing. And do you know what? It's hard to bless someone you don't like. Imagine how pastors feel. Not saying they don't like you, but I'm just saying, imagine how pastors feel. You've got to love everybody. They may slap you on one side, eh, son? And then you turn the other cheek and you go, I'm not turning my other cheek, I'm going to slap you back. <laughs> no, 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 we, we're good. We turn the cheeks. It's hard. It's hard to bless. It's hard to love. But man, the end product is so worth it. Keeping your heart right before God is the greatest gift, I tell you. You are the product, we say we are the product of our own family. I don't know. My family not that great. My destiny changed the moment that I decided really to follow Jesus. I was kind of in and I was kind of out. I was kind of with him and I was kind of not. Then I was. And then I wandered. Then I was. And then I was. And I kind of liked him. Then I didn't. Hard. I'm not a product of what I was brought up with. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. So when I got my new identity, I really took it on. And ladies, you understand this. We fight weight. I mean, I'm always on a weight thing. I'm just up and down like scales. And I just said to, I said to my husband the other day, I'm going to throw these damn scales out. We give ourselves such a hard time because we're a different size and we're this size and we're that size and we have to like look a certain... Who told you you have to look a certain way? <laughs> Who lied to you? I am not going to be more like my daughters. But I'm going to be healthy for myself. So no longer do I just say to myself, well, I'm just going to make a decision today because I eat really healthy. Don't I? I'm, just, I'm a health freak. I eat so healthy. I just, I'm a health freak. If you ever come to me, you're going to have salad. I, I just, that's, I love it. I love it. But I'm never going to be this. I'm moldy. I've got big bones. This is the way I was created. I'm just going to make sure I look after my body so it will last the time that I need to be on earth. So I'm very conscious about what I put on. Yes, I bike. Yes, I walk. No, I don't go to the gym because I don't like the gym, Jordan. But I love my bike. <laughs> I'm speaking into my own reality. So when I, my body says I'm hungry, I tell myself, in Jesus' name, I rebuke that demon. I do. I speak life. I say, no, I don't need that. Let's just drink water. <laughs> it's like punishing. Woman, 
And you know what I mean, right? Okay, thank you, sisters. Please don't leave me up here by myself. If you keep, you and I keep speaking words of defeat and poverty, that's what we're going to have. That's why in this house, the language of this house, that we are blessed to be a blessing. That's why I do refuse for people in this house to say, oh, Pastor, I just can't afford it. Get over yourself. I'm not after an amount. I'm after the heart of man. Okay, I'm almost done. Some of us curse our families, curse our community, we curse the nation, and curse our church, not use. And that's what will come upon us because our words have power. So today, can we choose to bless our families? Can we choose to bless our communities? Can we choose to bless this nation? Can we choose to bless our church? Can we, bless the, can we choose to bless the body of Christ? And that will come upon us. Do you realize that this is the greatest church on the earth? And I say that, not like out of pride, but man. We are full with the greatest people on planet earth. He spoke and he made the earth and the worlds. How are you and I shaping our world? How are we shaping our life? How are we creating our world? How are we, how are we using our words? How are we shaping our families? How are we shaping our marriages? How are we shaping our church? How are we shaping our ministry? How are we shaping our communities? If you don't like something, shape it with your words. you don't like what's happening in parliament shape it with your words and run for parliament how you're shaping this nation we are the only legal authority on earth we are the vehicle in which God uses he uses his church he does not come unless we ask him to. He is a gentleman. He will find a way in, whether or not you like it or not, but he is a gentle. So my challenge with us this morning, that as we go through this, this season of excitement, I'm just so excited. I see so much, man, of what, I think if Pastor Andrew and I, and, and I tell you some stuff, you all run. Oh, no, you probably know us. We're probably we're a bit crazy. He's crazier than me. Poor Christine. Sorry, Christine. <laughs> Ooh. How are you shaping your reality? How are you shaping your world? Let's stand, eh? Let's stand. This is the challenge for us this morning. Is that all right? It's a word of encouragement to shape our... If we don't like stuff, shape it. struggling with your words then the answer is in the word the answer is not in somebody else you just need to open your word and speak the laws of God the word if you need things to change change it with your word let the rudder your mouth 
smooth. When I'm struggling to forgive, I just keep asking God. I say, thank you, Lord. I just thank God for them. I just thank God for the person that I struggle to forgive until my body, my soul catches up to the word. This is true, right? You can't, like, come on. It's hard. If you're under the sound of my voice this morning and this is a struggle for you, you're actually shaping your life with such negativity and maybe you're struggling in that area, then I want to stand in agreement with you that you're going to meditate on the words of God day and night and that you're going to reshape your world. So if you need prayer in this place, then let's just pray, eh? Let's just, do, let's just get it on. We are in the business of getting it on. So if you need prayer in this area, can you just give me a wave? Amen. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay. If you have the courage, can you come to me? Because I'm not coming to you. Come to me and we're going to pray. Thank you, Father.